Welcome to Polycast. I'm your host, Davey Drones, and on this show, I explore the lives of Cal Poly students, faculty, and alumni who share their stories and experiences. My guest today is Stavros Diamantopoulos, who is a professor of mine, but he is also a student in the aerospace engineering department and getting his master's. He is an international student from Greece and describes his kind of story of how he ended up here at Cal Poly and working with the CubeSat and PolySat and he's highly involved in there and shares just how, uh, how it's a collaborative environment of all these different engineers coming together to work on these you know, pretty remarkable projects where they're working with real companies and doing just incredible things. So please welcome my guest Stavros here on Polycast. Awesome. Welcome, Stavros. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for the invitation. Totally. So go ahead, just start off, give us a little background about what you're doing here, because you're a student as well as a professor, kind of, a little bit of a mix of both. Yeah, I'm like a hybrid. Hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, my name is Stavros uh, Diamantopoulos. I'm an international student uh, from Greece. I'm, a, I'm not an exchange student. I am a Kaapoli student. I transferred here in 2016. Uh, my major is aerospace engineering. Um, I'm on the space side, as you know. Uh, I, uh, I now I'm towards I'm working towards my master's degree. Uh, I'm in the blended program, um, and yeah, I I'm a student. I am I'm teaching courses as a instructional student assistant, and uh, I interact with a lot of people. I've been. Uh, uh, working for all the different tutoring centers here at Cal Poly, MEP, physics department, and uh, of course, you know, I am uh, a member of the aerospace team at uh, Cal Poly's uh, CubeSat laboratory at PolySat. It's a lot of work there. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited I'm, and very grateful for having all these opportunities here at Cal Poly. Totally. And yeah, I mean, what, all the stuff we're doing here is oh so exciting. I know this sounds so much, and, and sometimes I look back on all the things I have done, you know, I'm just having different revs of my resume, and I just go through like year after year, and I'm like, oh my God, when did, when did I find all this time to do all these things? Right. But um, yeah, they're, they're there. It's, it's history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now let's go back to kind of back to Greece. Were you always thinking about aerospace engineering? Was this something that kind of fascinated you when growing up? And what kind of pushed you to get on this route to where you are today? That's an interesting question. Um, I was, uh, I had no idea that aerospace was something that a person could do uh, without joining uh, the army or the air force. Because, you know, Greece is a small country and in my eyes, the aerospace industry was directly bounded with Air Force, the Air Force. So uh, I had no idea whether I could do this. I just had, uh, you know, I think my I was very curious about things and, uh, you know, I was a good student. I, I did I did really well in high school, you know all this Eastern European high schools that, you know, you get to do so many things and you get all this theoretical knowledge. Um, but uh, I never get to see applications of those things. 
and uh, I, I I came from uh, uh, you know my family's background was like a, was a very uh, you know very low middle class towards poor class family so directly after high school I started working and I was working construction so I kind of derailed from any type of pursuing higher education because you know I was I was thinking oh I could go to work and I can better my life and um, you know I but I always had this this bug inside me that I have really good fundamentals and I should do something better uh, for me and something easier. No offense to construction working, but it it's pretty heavy heavy job and uh, you know I was I started getting tired and I start I started seeing that you know this is not something that I would like to do for the rest of my life. I, I want to do something else. So. Um, circumstances light up, uh, opportunities light up for me to come to the United States out of nowhere. Wow. So, yeah, I took this decision when I was around like 20 years old, 21, and then I, I had the, the dream to travel to the United States, and uh, yeah, I had just... You know, just to jump to that train when <laughs> when it came by uh, in my life, and uh, here I am. Wow! And so when you took that initial jump, um, you came to a community college here before coming to Cal Poly. Yes. So what was that like? And at that point, were you still thinking like aerospace, or you just all right? I'm in the states, like on track to get some higher education. Yeah, I, I first came to the United States in 2012 as a tourist, mm -hmm. and my goal was to go see some schools. And when you leave abroad. The only universities that you know are like the most, the, the famous ones, right? So you know, oh, USC exists, and oh, UCLA exists, because this is the only ones you hear from movies and, you know. So, <laughs> funny thing, I went to USC, I remember, and, and this is where I, I realized how much money it costs. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, thankfully I got some good advising there to try to go to community college first because that would be easier for me because mm -hmm. I was planning to work and pay for school. And um, yeah, I went to a community college in, in LA, Los Angeles British College in Woodley Hills. And um, yeah, it was it was until the second semester where I was able to enroll to the calculus-based physics classes and the astronomy classes, mm -hmm. especially the astronomy class that I took and uh, this is where I was this is where I figured out that okay I wanted to do this aerospace is my field I am I want to think about space exploration and I wanted to go every day to work and think about those things and and yeah that was like the tipping point for me I I took, yeah, those first physics and astronomy classes that I took here in the United States mm -hmm. that made me think of, okay, now I'm going to, I want to be an aerospace engineer. So at that point, now you kind of getting all excited for it, and were you looking at any, like, the big, or, I mean, the big schools, or how did you discover Cal Poly? So I, I, I was living in Northridge, okay. and um, this is the, I was living like literally a block away from Aerojet Rocketdyne. And the, all my street was 
full with engineers from from this company and also a lot of family friends were um, were were working in the, already in the industry North Groupman and, and all this all this jazz and you know I was always going around and asking them hey I want to do aerospace which school do you recommend me to go and everybody was mentioning Cal Poly San Luis Obispo and I had no idea where Cal Poly is or what's going on here so so and so this happens the first my first year that I started in the community college neither were any advisors were emphasizing the school so I did my my own research I went and I asked people in the industry and uh, I just uh, they made me understand the, the benefits of coming out from from Cal Poly and how uh, how industry ready people who graduate from here are and uh, and of course the fact that it's a state school so that brings down the cost a lot so me I'm doing equations in my head you know okay really good school with a very prestigious engineering program everyone in the industry uh, speaks high of it plus is a lower cost uh, for me comparing to other schools so all these combinations all this yeah, this combination was what brought me here and of course you know once I searched and I figured out that this university has the CubeSat program that was my number one goal you know I was okay I'm going to Capoli and I want to be at CubeSat so I'm very I'm glad that I have accomplished both these goals that's awesome. Well, congratulations for that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, go ahead and give us a little background of what CubeSat is. Okay. So, um, you know, CubeSat started many, many years ago. And, uh, and Dr. Dr. P, Dr. Uh, Jordi Put, sorry, and uh, my professor from Stanford, they, they developed that CubeSat standard. And... Um, I think they started this idea that college students can get involved in some space-related projects that are lower cost and it's a great opportunity for them to learn. And at the same time, it's a great opportunity for these people, for the industry, to monitor these people and make sure that they work under the same standards and procedures that the industry will require later. Mm -hmm. So when, you, when they will transition from being students to go and work for all these major companies, they will already be familiar with, you know, what it takes and, you know, all these processes and how they work and, the, you know, the timelines and mm -hmm. what you have to do. Um, you know, CubeSet in the beginning, I think, um, it started some was like very experimental, you know, and I th the first missions that we did were basically to uh, get like flight heritage on some of the things that we that we built, the people built before me. But uh, as I mentioned to um, people who come and visit our lab, uh, is that you know as the as the years passed and we were able to do more complicated things, things got more serious, 
not that it wasn't serious before, but right now they require more people and more effort and there's extra, you know, some extra care and more time. So um, the CubeSat Lab is a unique opportunity uh, here at Cal Poly. I think it's the epitome of learn by doing because we do everything in-house. We build everything here. And uh, we also have a, a very uh, multi-engineer, multi-STEM kind of environment. We have different people from different majors that they have to sit on the same table and work together for the same project. So you don't just get to interact with people of your major as you do in your classes every day in your labs. But now you have to be able to understand what someone from the from the electrical team wants and how can I do something that will make manufacturing better and uh, how about you know the whole system and uh, so how about the software so it's like a big giant thing that has to work and uh, and I think you know the people who are part of this lab uh, they really get uh, uh, you know, emerged into this environment and they, they gain a lot. I think the the experience is more, uh, is what matters more rather than, you know, what you do. The fact that you live in this environment, you have to deal with all these people, is it's what makes you, makes it special. And of course, we're very successful. We're really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you can visit our website. <laughs> we 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 do a really good job, and it's very interesting. And uh, it gets better and better, you know. And um, and right now, that small thing that started here at Capoli has become a global phenomenon, right? So many schools and so many companies they they saw the potential of uh, small satellites, mm-hmm. and the things that are going on right now are just. You know, crazy. I, I follow, you know, all these conferences. I've been part of our CubeSat workshop here, and I follow, like, SmallSat, and, you know, the th- things that the things that are being developed, you know, technology, new technologies that have been developed are just amazing, and everyone has pushed, has taken this small thing and has taken it to the next level. So it's, it's getting out of control yeah. in a good way. Well, and especially in such a short amount of time. I mean, like every year, new things are coming up. I mean, even the conferences they've had at the PAC. You know, I went to the one last year, and this year, there are yeah. even more things. And each company is getting more refined and better and better. Yeah, they. Um, it's it's getting um, it's getting better, bigger, and uh, and more uh, universities get involved. And when you get more universities get getting involved, you get uh, more young people who want, always want to be more creative and want to do things in a different way. So new ideas are coming up, and you know, the rest is history. It's now it's out of control. It's it's <laughs> insane. Every 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 month I open you know my social media and I follow all these companies that they they do stuff, and you always see something that you were thinking that wouldn't happen and. And it's just right there sitting for, and you just blow your mind. Yeah, I wish I could stay to school for 10 years to learn all things, but I can't, right? <laughs> oh, totally. So what are some of the things that Cal Poly is, or and CubeSat and PolySat here are doing with these, you know, CubeSats? What are, what are some of the missions that we've been working on? So um, 
uh, we have had uh, several missions uh, and um, some of them uh, all of them are basically a partnership with uh, you know third parties that we get the chance to fly their payloads what we provide is uh, the bus and uh, we have been working with uh, uh, let's say I mean a lot of uh, NASA projects I mean um, private companies like SRI and uh, Northrop Grumman and you know you name it there there's so many that I don't even I, I can like keep uh, you know I keep my mind on them and uh, yeah we 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 fly uh, you know we fly those payloads we it's it's a good way for them to f to verify that their things work in a cheaper way let's say because they get to work with students the the cost of creating that satellite is significantly lower than going knocking the door on in a bigger company you know and um, yeah to come back to your question we work um, there's some ongoing projects right now that we work with NASA Goddard, that's um, XQ2, that's a mass spectrometer. Uh, we have uh, some, uh, you know, Dave is already in orbit. Uh, that was a project uh, with uh, Northrop Groupman. Um, um, we have uh, ISX, which that was a 3U CubeSat that was with SRI. Um, uh, now, currently, we're working on AID, which is a project project that we do together with uh, Purdue and Georgia Tech. Um, we had a lot of uh, um, have we had involvement with the Marco missions to Mars. Uh, we have a lot of NIAC proposals that we're working on. We have worked with customers that I can talk. Uh, <laughs> Um, we have we we're busy. Yeah, we're very 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 busy, and uh, I'm pretty sure you know. I know there's gonna be a future podcast with it's gonna be the only CubeSat people, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that they're gonna be able to describe things in a in a better way than I do. But yeah, I it's it's just just so many things and. We're all so grateful that we're part of this. Yeah, so, totally. I, I am. I am, like, more than grateful because, you know, I'm not an American citizen, so I don't get internship opportunities in the aerospace industry because they require, um, you know, the, to be... Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a foreign national. Mm -hmm. And uh, I get the chance to work in so many projects through Polisat that I am not even thinking of getting an internship outside Polycast, uh, you know, uh, Polyset. Yeah. That's, you know. You're living the dream right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I am, I am. Well, especially for you, how this was something that Cal Poly had to offer that you were after, because I feel like a lot of students discover it once they're here, but for you, I mean, that's, that's incredible. Um, what's your exact role in Polysat? So, um, I am a member of the aerospace team, okay. and, um, so it's funny because people think when they apply that you can enter the, the lab and you have to do what your major is. And this is not entirely true because once you get involved 
you can start working on different things and you can just start touching other areas that are not uh, are not related to your major my role um, I work a lot on the clean room so on the ATL on uh, we have um, 100,000 uh, ISO uh, clean room and this is where we do all the satellite build so uh, I love being on the bunny suit you know and, and working inside with flight hardware which you know for some people is something scary for me something exciting um, I am um, uh, so yeah I'm doing a lot of work inside the clean room a lot of satellite build um, I I support the electrical engineering team as a technician you know I just checking boards and calibrating stuff and whatever they ask me to do whatever things I can do and I can understand um, I am uh, working on the ground station I, uh, I have worked um, preparing you know, all these procedures uh, for uh, you know uh, building the satellite and testing it and doing all this other stuff with uh, especially with the ATU uh, I have uh, uh, worked a lot on writing proposals for like future missions and of course you know all that preliminary uh, uh, analysis that we do on the missions you know uh, radiation analysis thermal analysis you know mass budgets link budgets all this kind of stuff that you're going to learn in your classes <laughs> maybe you learn from me <laughs> um yeah everything comes comes together and and again it doesn't matter that i am on the aerospace team maybe i want to get involved with the cnc manufacturing of the structure all I have to do is to go knock the door on the MEs just to work with them. Or maybe you can get involved with uh, CAD. Or maybe you can get involved with uh, CubeSat. CubeSat, CubeSat, not pol just PolySat. Get involved with the deployments, deployment mechanisms and, and um, you know, the environmental testing. Um, so, yeah, I have been working a lot on many different things. And I, uh, I have been very active. And, uh, yeah, there's not just a single thing that I can tell you. I only do that. I have done so many things that even right now that you ask me that question, I feel I feel bad because I know I have forgotten something and then I'm going to hear myself and I'm going to say, oh, my God, I forgot to say about <laughs> this. Right, right. Well, that's fascinating to hear all that. Yeah. Now, one thing that I always love to ask about, you know, especially kind of with the aerospace industry is, you know, with my whole background, like in entrepreneurship where it's all about, you know, try and fail and don't worry about it. You just keep moving on. And that's completely kind of different in the aerospace because especially with some of these projects, there's so much pressure, like you have to get it right. And, you know, with rockets, with satellites, you know, you have one shot at this. Mm -hmm. So from your kind of perspective, what have you kind of seen with that? And what are some of the ways that you go about that? So I, uh, no, I, I think that, uh, you know, the aerospace industry is an industry that you don't, you have the, the lowest margin of error and uh, I think this is what makes the industry hard remember the aer aerospace is an industry it's not a major mm -hmm. people always forget that you can so everything that you do everything that's associated with that system that flies or goes to space etc etc you know you don't get the chance to to touch it or work on it 
again after it leaves the ground, you know. So you spoke about a rocket, you know, or a satellite. That's it. You have one shot. So you know, there is it, it there's two probabilities. It does it works or it doesn't work. So we want it to work, right? And um I prepare through this through my classes and I always try to stay uh, uh, at the highest level possible. I always try to do things the proper way and that doesn't mean that uh, when I say the proper way that doesn't mean that uh, this is always the best way because you know we live in Kapoli, we're Kapoli students, we're in a quarter system. You just have to study everything in 10 weeks and have you covered everything that is out there? No, right? So um, I try when the summer comes, I go back to the classes that I passed. And I just go through all these chapters that we went through and we just saw like four or five exercises. I'm just trying to go through everything. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, go over, you know, my, my code, make sure that it looks properly, and uh, I always try to um, yeah, pass uh, this sense of responsibility that, or to the classes I am I'm teaching to to all the new uh, to the new students that you know you're gonna put a signature for something to fly, so people are gonna ride your plane, so you cannot just be. You cannot just be okay, right? You have to create something that looks great. And then, um, yeah, my my first ex my first experience on Capoli on that was when I I did a small mistake, and uh, on one of my Aero two fifteen, uh, when I took Aero two fifteen with Doctor A, uh, one of the persons you you got an interview here with her. And I remember I went to her office and I spent like three hours and she was explaining to me why I should never do the same mistake again. And I just had an A. And then I walked out of the office and I was thinking, okay, yeah, this is, you know, you need the extra push and you always have to go for doing something the best way that you can and make sure that you know your things, know your stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to again I'm trying to pass this thing to all the new students and I'm trying to make them feel uh, uh, responsible and I'm trying to you know raise you know uh, alert them that these things are not simple I remember when uh, I am uh, I'm bringing on the challenger uh, accident uh, accident during my um, during my lecture and I was passing through the the people who lost their lives during lecture and I was trying to make people understand that hey guys we don't make mistakes here if we make mistakes bad things happen mm -hmm. things that we don't want so yeah I'm trying to try to do my best to make sure that everyone who that I associate with through my classes and myself that is responsible and understands that, uh, you know, uh, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's doable. Definitely. 
Wow, well, that was great. I mean, what you just that's that's what it is, and I've thoroughly kind of got that through having you as a professor, which has been amazing, and I can't thank oh. you enough. So oh, thank you. I really appreciate appreciate you doing this, and it was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you very much, and I hope you survived my weird Greek accent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, anytime, anytime. Just make sure you do your homework, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Stavros. He is a wonderful guy and it's been so great to have him um, as a professor for some of my courses. And, you know, his, the way he, his teaching style is like none other. And he's really, you know, motivating us to really learn this stuff and how, you know, we kind of ended this podcast where, you know, you have one shot with some of these big projects. So really trying to break things down to really learn it and get involved here on campus. So be sure to check out the show notes for this episode on my website, davidkozik.com, and listen to all the other episodes of Polycast on my website or any of the podcast apps. So thanks again for listening here on Polycast.